Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 23 of the Sweet Seats Podcast, hosted by the students of Lake Orion High School's sports broadcasting class. My name is Kyle Purdy, and I will be your host for today's episode. With me today, to my right, is my man Benjamin Curtis Shadle. How we doing, Kyle? Oh, just fantastic. And across the pond, we got Curtis Meach. How we doing? And we got PMAC, Peyton McIntyre. What's up? Guys, today we are going to be talking about next year's college football. Basically, all predictions, the layout of the new conferences, hearing what you guys think about it, and I think that's what we're going to roll with today. Ben, starting with you, <laughs> um, we're, you we're Michigan, Michigan State fans. Yeah, rivals. I, wanna, I wanted to ask you about what you think about the new structure of the Big Ten <sighs> with, you know, Washington, Oregon, it's great. USC, UCLA entering great. the Big Ten. You think so? I think it's great, Kyle. I love competition. You know, I'm not I'm not going to shy away from good teams when they want to come into my conference and think that they run the the uh, the place. You know what I mean? Think they run the town. I'm not going to name any names, Oregon. Um, but you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I think I think the Big Ten runs runs through uh, Columbus this year. I think Ohio State wins it with all their transfer portal additions and all the great players. But um, Oregon's close behind. Washington's going to be on the downgrade. So is USC. It's going to be interesting, actually, to see what happens in Los Angeles with UCLA. Chip Kelly, you know, breaking news a couple weeks ago, leaving his head coaching position at UCLA to go to Ohio State to become the next offensive coordinator at Ohio State. That seems weird to me. It's a downgrade. How you leave a head coaching job for an offensive coordinator Heck, regardless job. of a of head coaching job, it's the same conference, guys. It's, it's weird. I don't know. I don't get it. Curtis, Peyton, any I mean, thoughts? I don't know. I think, yeah, it's kind of weird leaving, you know, a head coaching job, especially because, like, Chip Kelly was, you know, the Eagles head coach, and then he went to UCLA. He had a good year. Like, you know, he had that one good year with Josh Rosen. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a high draft pick. But, like, since then, UCLA has not been – they haven't been the greatest. And, I mean, leaving to go to Ohio State, yes, it's a good school. But I think taking that downgrade from a head coaching position to offensive coordinator. But I think he's more seeing us, like, the potential because, like you said – all the additions to the transfer portal. Like, Travion Henderson, he's been injury-riddled throughout his whole college career, but, like, he's staying. He's a very good running back. And then, like, Quentin Judkins from Ole Miss, he was Dog. the best running back in the SEC the past two years, and he's – I thought you were going to say the country. Oh, no. Kyle might have had some de debates with there. Definitely not, but, like, the past two years, he, was a, he said he was a true freshman. His freshman year set the SEC record for most rushing yards and touchdowns. Sophomore year last year was awesome with Ole Miss, and then now transferring to Ohio State where they have a very good offense. It's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, I think I think Ohio State is definitely going to be the team to beat in the Big Ten this year, no matter why Oregon or UCLA, Washington, USC, those teams entering the Big Ten. I still think Ohio State's the team to beat. And although that there's new competition in the Big Ten conference, I mean, Ohio State is going to be that big dog, and they're probably going to make – they're probably going to make the top 12. I think I think I know they're going to make the You oh, think yeah. so? Oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And they're going to be they're going to be a front runner for they're going to be a front runner for the national championship. Yeah. I still think Michigan's going to be the best in there. I mean, you do have like JJ McCarthy and Blake Corn leaving, but uh I, I And their whole offensive line. That's true. Yeah, but you you got guys like Alex, Alex Orgy coming in and and um and then you got Donovan Edwards and Cole Cabana. So, I don't know. Whoa, Cole Cabana. Yeah, I 
I love Michigan. <laughs> ben, you know I love you Michigan. Do? No way. I thought you were a Buckeyes fan. It was like the greatest day of my life when Michigan won the national championship. Yeah, we'll enjoy but it while it lasts. At the same time, be there forever. At the same time, although Michigan's beat Ohio State the past three years, just the evidence is clear with transfers and coaching positions and Harbaugh and basically the entire Michigan staff following him to the NFL, Ohio State's that new team. They're the new top dog. Even though Michigan proved themselves this year to be the national champion, it was with that team. There's, cha- there's changes. There's new quarterbacks. I think personally, like, yeah, Ohio State's going to be good, but they have to win this year. Like, Oh, they have the last to. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Day is going to be the gone. Ohio, Ohio yeah. State is the type of program that it's like, if you're not going to win a championship, you're out of there as head coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he's only had like four or five losses in the last like six years. They've lost to Michigan, though. All three of them are to Michigan, and then two of them are in the college football playoff. He hasn't won a championship. Here's the funny thing. C.J. Stroud, top three NFL draft pick, went number two to Houston, never beat Michigan. Marvin Harrison Jr., probably going to be a top three <coughs> draft pick this year, never beat Michigan. You have, You can succeed all you want in college, but you're – your athletic director, especially Ohio State's athletic director and their commissioner, they're, they don't like losing. And especially losing to Michigan the past three years. And, yeah, you made, you made the playoff last year and lost to Georgia and Michigan lost to TCU, but you have to win those rivalry games. It's college football. You need to win those games mm-hmm. and get the appeal from your fans and your students and your players. And I don't think Ryan Day's gotten that. Me personally, I want to see Ryan Day get fired and then Mike Vrabel from the Titans oh come God, in bro. and go back to his that alma mater. Because I mean, his no. just like, what do you mean no? No, he's an he's an NFL coach. We've <laughs> seen how those that those transitions work at both levels. You know I what think, I mean? I don't think it's so bad as going from NFL to college. I think just saying college to oh, NFL you're crazy. is worse. Yeah. You are a hundred percent crazy. It's I'm the also, other way around. I don't around. see the problem with it. Hey, are you, <laughs> you, do you know well, you how see, much extra see, work college coaches have to do instead of NFL well, you coaches? You see how Nick Saban worked out in the NFL when he was with the Dolphins. You see how uh, Nick Saban is Urban the greatest Meyer. coach of all time. What are you talking about? I mean, I think I think personally, it's harder to go from college. And to also, NFL that was twenty years ago, PMAC. Yeah, the, I know. Cut, the game has changed a little bit since then. I don't know if you're aware of the transfer portal and NIL. Guys, you have to you have to develop players. You have to recruit them. You have to keep they have to make sure that your players stay by paying money. You have to figure out where that money comes from. Make sure your coaches are staying. Make sure your players are ready for game. Like there are so many more components that a college football coach has to do than an NFL football coach. It's you know still I mean? easier to keep college players on your team than it is like. It depends the on the school. I mean, <clears throat> I think the biggest difference from college to NFL is college sometimes they're like they're adults like they're 20 21 years old and with with the amount of red shirts and covid years and injury years and things like that yeah players are getting older in college but in the nfl you are dealing with grown men all the time and sometimes especially in mike mcdaniel's case of the dolphins there's some there's some players that are about as old as he is and he's got to get the appeal from his players and it's it's a lot harder in the NFL to like gain respect from your players than it is in college. Yeah, college players come to your school because they like you. They like the coaching staff. They like what you're doing. They like they like what you're offering. And so in the NFL, you're just drafted yeah. to whatever team wants you exactly. there at that pick. Exactly. You don't, don't really have a say yeah. in it until your contract year. Unless you're Eli Manning. Um, the <laughs> other <laughs> another conference I wanted to talk about, um, although there wasn't as many changes, is the SEC. I think the SEC is going to be really competitive this year, adding Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. Um, Especially with Quinn Ewers staying with Texas this year. Their schedules are awesome, and Texas does play Michigan this year. 
Michigan's got a tough schedule, like a real tough schedule. But um, with the SEC, um, Alabama's got some tough ones in there, um, as well as Georgia. You know, they've been those they've been those top dogs. Even though Georgia lost to Alabama and didn't make the playoff, but with that with that twelve team playoff, I think it opens up a lot of opportunities for more teams to get in there and get a shot. I think I think it just opens up the door to more upsets. Because, I mean, yeah, like you said, Georgia was the top team all season, and then they lose to Alabama. That kicks them out of the playoffs. I mean, if you have a 12-team playoff last year, Georgia just goes down in that top 12, but then they could literally beat every other team and then just still make it back to the national championship after the SEC championship loss. Exactly. And I'm, I'm going to have to check on it because I don't, I don't fully understand it. I just understand the concept of the 12-team playoff. Of course, the conference, the Power Five conference champions are going to get those seeding spots, but I'm excited to see how that opens the door for other teams that may have not won a conference championship, that may have one or two losses, but still get a chance to make it to the national championship. Because a lot of a lot of the times in the past, like um, in the college football playoff era, the big problem is you lose one game, you're gone. Well, screw or that. Or if you lose none, like yeah. Florida State, yeah. like allows for stuff like that not to happen. Yeah. True. I mean, Florida State's kind of an odd predicament, though, because, I mean, the whole like, – Jordan-Travis situation, yeah. 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 They didn't want to repeat a TCU in the national championship last <laughs> year. Yeah. There you go. Michigan, Michigan decided to play their worst game of football all season against TCU and still almost won that game. Yeah, and I think I think that just goes to show how powerful that Georgia team was that year. Because I don't think I don't. No matter the outcome of the Michigan TCU game, Georgia was winning, Mm -hmm. and I was confident in that. I was extremely confident in that. Um, But the SEC is going to be competitive again. They always are. It's going to be fun to see who wins the conference um, and who makes it. I think they should have just kept all the conferences the same. I don't you think, think so? I don't think there was a reason to change it. I mean, they're also like iconic, especially the Big Ten. I'm curious. I'm curious with all with all the changes and the transfer portal changes and things like that. I'm curious to see what Division One football would like without conferences, like without divisions, and just having the teams, the Division One teams, and making a schedule. Well. I think that's what the Big Ten's going to, right? They're not having, like, an East and a West division. They're just having everybody in one division because then that means that it's the top two teams, like the legit yeah. top two teams in the Big yeah. Ten Yeah, well, because the West yeah. sucks. Like, let's be honest, <laughs> The West guys. is horrible. The West is bad. You got yeah. Wisconsin yeah. and Iowa. whoop de doo I mean, well, not, now they got a bunch of new teams, but at the same time, you're, you're not – Iowa, Iowa's not half bad. It's just their offense. They have the worst defense I was in def- the in- – Oh, I'm sorry, the worst offense. Oh, yes, the worst yes, defense. Yes, yes, yes. Their, offense, oh. their, defense is, the their defense is great. Um, but, yeah, their offense just couldn't perform. I got yeah. bored of the Michigan-Iowa game. Like, <laughs> I'm a Michigan fan. That game got boring quickly. Mm-hmm. There was not much, much scoring. It was a very defensive game. It seemed like punt, 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 punt um, for the first while. And, um, yeah, but – I'm I'm super super excited. Even though even though I don't really like it and agree with all this like changing of conferences and transfer portal stuff, I'm excited to see how it looks for college football. Even though I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, Peyton, you got any you got any uh, predictions on who's gonna win the SEC or the Big Ten? I don't know. I think it depends on how Oregon 
start like how their season goes. I mean, obviously, I think USC. I don't think they're going to be very strong. Obviously, with Caleb Williams leaving mm-hmm. Washington. Yeah, like Shadel said, they're on the down like downhill spiral. <coughs> UCLA losing Chip Kelly. That's a big loss. I don't yeah. know how like offensively they're going to. And go. they lost. Um, I know he got benched, but Dante Moore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> all of that, I'm not sure how they're going to perform. So I think Oregon out of the new teams is going to be the front runner. But I think it'll be Oregon and Ohio State, the Big Ten Championship. And I'm not saying that as in Ohio State's, like, super good. But I think just with how many people Michigan has leaving to go to the draft, plus with Harbaugh and Jesse Minter and all those guys leaving to go to the NFL, I just think it'll be Oregon and Ohio State. And I think it's a toss-up between both of them. And then the SEC, really with – Oklahoma and Texas, how they played last year. I think it could be anybody's game, especially without Georgia dominated. But then they Alabama beat them in the SEC championship, and that one loss ruined their whole season. So I'm not sure how the SEC is going to turn out. Can I get some love for the green and white? Do you want to talk about <laughs> Michigan State for a minute? Not really, no. I mean, if you want me to, I will. But at the same time, I'm not a I'm, – uh. We just basically got all of Oregon's, Oregon State's whole team. That's what happened. How about yeah. this? How about this? Let's have, a little, let's have a little fun here. Maybe, are, you on, are you on the team now, PMAC? Are you, a, are you officially maybe, up? Maybe, maybe I will. You maybe maybe I will. will be. Mm. Maybe. I'll walk on. <laughs> let's, let's have some fun here. So I just uh. looked up College Sports Wire, and it's got the projection – for the 12-team playoff as of right now. Ooh. I want to know your guys' opinion. So first off, SEC champ, number one seed, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. You agree? Okay. Number two, Big Ten champ, Ohio State. <laughs> it's like What's that wrong, Ben? You can agree Look with that. Look at number three, Kyle. Oh, oh yeah. Is this year? Wait, hold on. <laughs> this why might be saying, last year. Why is it saying 12? T- <laughs> eh. we'll, we'll skip over that. We'll skip over that. We'll skip over that. Um, oh, Florida State, God. ACC champ. Are you sure about that one? Are you sure? I don't think I looked up that. I think Kyle clicked on last year's because they had Washington at the Oh, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. College football news. Here we go. That's on me. That's my bad. That's my bad. Let's scroll here. What do you got? What do you got? Hey, calm down, all right? I'm just I'm ready for it. I need some information. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to find a bracket, Ben. Maybe you should have done this. Uh, yeah, yeah anyway, I probably should have done that. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. How do we think Jonathan Smith and Dan Childs do in the uh, the first season at the helm? I have no clue. You have no clue? <laughs> no opinions whatsoever? No, because I don't think Michigan State's had a mobile quarterback like Aiden Childs has in a long time. Actually, ever. if I'm thinking of it, yeah, never. Ever. I mean, get freaking Kirk Cousins, yeah. Brian Hoyer. M- Michigan State had this guys. this quarterback tree where basically it was the exact same thing every single year. You'd have this guy who would come in, there would be no game film on him whatsoever, and because no team knew how to stop him, he, does he would ball out. Like He would be the top three, considered top five quarterback in the Big Ten, and then after five to seven games, he gets benched, throws around three interceptions, and yeah. the backup comes in and does the exact same thing. No game film on him, completely different quarterback style, and torches defenses and then gets benched. You know, I mean, realistically, MSU hasn't had a great quarterback since, what, 2015 with Connor Cook? Yeah. yeah. Like you have Brian Lewerke, Rocky Lombardi, Peyton Thorne I'd throw in there, Noah Kim from last year. I mean, they have this rotation of the mm-hmm. exact same type of quarterback moving through the system. And now – you know, one of my biggest things as an MSU fan going through this whole coaching carousel was the last thing I wanted 
was to bring in a guy who has familiarity with the program. You know, get a guy who has nothing to do with Michigan State's history. Get a guy offensive-minded like he did with Jonathan Smith who knows how to play the game because he did play the game for a while, and that's exactly what Michigan State I, did. Yes, I, Kyle, go ahead. I found it. Oh, boy. Oh, um, All right, before you do that, I want to hear what P-Mac was going to oh say. You kind of just cut paying off. Yeah, you cut me off. Yeah, that's, that's not, not very cool. nice. I was going to say, I think Ooh. if anything. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Payton, don't like that. I was going to say, if anything, I think Michigan State's got to get back to that norm of having a good defensive yes. line in defense. Because, yes. I mean, you had, what, Darquez, Denard. Uh, Trey Waynes. Yeah, Trey Waynes. Uh, Will Golston. All Kenny Willekes. Will Golston. Shaquille Calhoun. Like, yeah, all those Shaquille guys. Shaquille Calhoun, And then, like, me. in the past year, like, what, the past two years, they've had one of the worst passing defenses in the country. Yeah, in terms of coverage. They their defensive line is usually always like the run defense. That's usually a good staple of that defense. The last couple of years it has not been. They've been getting ran all over. Yeah. I think that they just need to get back to that point. I get it. I agree. Mm. I agree. Can it be my turn now, Ben? It can 100% okay. be your turn now, Kyle. Okay. So um, with the new playoff picture, I think you have to look at um, like not just Power 5, but other conference winners that are kind of powerful in teams. So, like, take, for instance, the Mountain West Conference because this, this website kind of um, factors in the, that, those type of conferences. So, um, automatic, automatic quali- qualifiers first predicted. Georgia SEC champion. Okay. And kind of what you were saying, Oregon Big Ten champion. So, <coughs> Oregon versus Ohio State most likely um, would be the case. But I think that, again, comes down to whether Michigan beats Ohio State or not. So speaking of Michigan, Kyle, i got some breaking news for you. As of six minutes ago, I I don't think this really matters that much because he's one of the worst players. I think he's the worst player. Yeah, Yeah. I already knew about Keon. Oh, he already entered the transfer portal? Oh, that was a while ago. Okay. Keon Sab has already entered the transfer portal. Yeah, you told me that he was the worst player on the defense for Michigan this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Big 12 champion. This This one's kind of odd. Big 12, Utah. I don't. I don't see that you, as. Uh, you don't, I don't hate be, that. No, because their quarterback's coming back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cam Rising. Yeah. I mean. What? Dog. He should be getting a bachelor. Yeah. Like a, he should be. He should be getting a PhD. By and now, then ACC champion. This seems a little more accurate than Florida State. Um, Clemson. I think it depends Kate on how the yeah. club yeah. next I, I yeah. I I agree with you on that. And then they also put in Boise State in there. Love it. As mm-hmm. they yeah. they were the Mountain West champion last year. Um, Love it. They went. Eight and six in that season. Um, however, I do I do agree with Ben. I do like that um, having to play Oregon and things like that. Yeah. The Mountain West playing those type of teams um, for non-conference. I think that plays into the 2024 playoff picture. Yeah. And then bids that are kind of at large. Um, Texas, of course, they're always a big name and they kind of hover around in there. They did it with Washington this year. They hovered in that game. They made it to the playoff. Um, and I could see that happening again. Bama, of course. Um, they might be. They might be gone. No, I'm done. I don't think you they're going to be. So? I'm, I'm you don't think they're going to be top twelve? Listen, listen, guys. You know, Bama has a culture thing, but with Kalen DeBoer coming in and no Nick Saban, it's going to take him at least a year to, to rebound. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not sold on them either. Plus, with this offensive coordinator now going to the NFL after saying that he was going to go to Bama, it's going to shake things up. And then this is kind of replaceable, kind of with the Ohio State, like Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon. They're all on this list. Ohio State versus Michigan's a big one. <laughs> Michigan versus Oregon's a big one. And I think Ohio State plays Oregon, too. A lot of that goes into factor, and then they're probably going to play one another in the Big Ten Championship. 
two of those teams are going to play against each other. I can see that. And I don't, I don't think it goes any other way there. But if you're a one- or two-loss team in the Big Ten, with it being this powerful of a conference this year, you still can look at the playoff picture as something um, reachable. And then they have Ole Miss on here, Notre Dame, uh, Michigan, like I said, Kansas State. And I, I like this list. Oops. I, I do like this list, like, a lot. And I think, I think as for how it stands right now in the transfer portal, I think it's accurate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that, I think that is pretty accurate. But I think, I think I just want to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show with, like, how Ohio State really needs to perform. I think another team that isn't talked about much but, like, is kind of under the radar about, like, in terms of they need to perform is Penn State. Like yes. they yeah. go, they yes. go undefeated. Like they go ten and zero, right? And mm-hmm. then the last two games of the season, they lose. Like they go in all hyped up, and then they disappointingly lose to Michigan and Ohio State. They go ten and two. Yeah, they but just can't James, be big teams. Is it a really? Is it really disappointing, PMAC? I mean, we see what happens with James Franklin. He can recruit like no other. Can win those easy games, but when it comes to hard games and competitive games against big powerhouse teams, he's nothing. But Penn State, Penn State can always hang around, and I is, feel like that's the but thing. The thing yeah, is, but he can't win. It's that's disappointing. the whole point. I don't care if you lose by four, if you lose by fifty, if you lose the game, it's not going to work. I don't know, Ben. Just me. I'd absolutely love to hear your insight on that, but unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for today. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and we hope to see you in episode twenty-four of Sweet Seats on Tuesday. For Kyle Purdy, Ben Shadle, Peyton McIntyre, and Curtis Meach, we say so long, everybody.